Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. This is your host, Baba Wesley Grace, being to you live from Brooklyn, New York. And I'm so happy that you're sharing your evening with us. It's really a pleasure, as always. Uh, as we begin, as always, we also give uh, grace and praise to the Most High. We um, pay homage to our, our ancestors and those whose path and whose shoulders we stand upon, because without that blessing, I wouldn't be able to be speaking with you this evening. I also would like to acknowledge the fact that, indeed, my lovely wife, who sits here next to me, has been given me unwavering support. And would you like to say hello, hon? Alafia namaste. Yes, indeed. This is a family affair. Uh, and as the title indicated, that we are engaged during this pandemic period in a, in a challenge to to be able to uh, come out of this uh, uh, and, and as a whole person uh, within our community, within the African diaspora, within all the villages and communities throughout the African diaspora, diaspora and, and beyond, uh, there's an importance, as I indicated in the title of the show, for us to have a whole person, holistic, integrated complementary health care uh, uh, solution, an alternative solution in terms of the medicine that we've been conditioned to consume. Uh, I also indicated uh, one of the postings that I made that we should consider the, uh, the validity of the adage, let thy food be thy medicine. Uh, most of the illnesses, if not all of them, uh, uh, illnesses that can be mitigated and uh, reversed, if not even avoided, by us having a healthy, uh, not diet. I like the, the word livid. That's the word that I've embraced. So uh, with that being said, I'd like to uh, uh, just quote the, 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 the narrative, as it were, as presented by those who are really in, in and the forefront, uh, namely, why is it important to wear a mask and get vaccinated, which is what we're dealing with right now, mm -hmm. currently, throughout the community of the world. Mm -hmm. And there's many of us who feel that it's not necessary, for whatever reason it may be, whether it be a so-called conspiracy theory or just misinformation, and we all have a right to uh, decide upon what we do to our body, but we also have a responsibility in terms of how we affect others, uh, other people's body. And that's why you have uh, an assessment that it uh, should be 
a, a, a mandatory requirement that we wear masks when we're in public, when we're around people who we don't know, we don't know their the status of their health, uh, of their health, and also that we should consider the importance of why we should get vaccinated. Uh, my wife and I both were vaccinated. We've uh, taken the first and second dose, and by next month, December, we're going to get our uh, booster shot, as they as they say. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to that, and we feel that I think the argument that uh, vaccination should be a right. I know that here in the United States, in this public school system, uh, our children are required to get vaccinated. Yes. Well, you all had to be vaccinated against polio, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I, I believe rubella, yes. Rubella, absolutely. chicken pox. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying that, at, you know, for something like a global pandemic, I think people could be a little more uh, family-focused, community-focused, mm-hmm. child-focused, because you said something when you started off, um, Baba, that in this, uh, you know, during this global pandemic, right? We have yes. to we have to think about we have to think about others. Now, here's the thing: we know that there are several schools of thought, like you said, pertaining to becoming vaccinated. My perspective is. And you know my perspective. I truly, in my heart, in my spirit, wholeheartedly know that the Most High is not going to bring that plague to our doorstep. Yes. yes. But that being said, that being said, I got the vaccine so that we're able to move freely in this world Mm -hmm. because you cannot actually move with the freedom that you'd like if you're not vaccinated. Right. So, you know, we're vaccinated because we we want to be able to move freely. But on another level, on a spiritual and a metaphysical level, I feel I don't have the right to make my neighbor nervous. Oh, yes. I I just don't. Even though I know that the Most High will never let that plague cross our doorstep, why should I walk down the street without wearing a mask, knowing that there are many people that might look at me and say, oh, my God, she's not wearing the mask. I wonder if she has the COVID, and I wonder if she'll infect me. I feel I don't have that right. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, you know, the human race, when we talk about the human race, when we talk about we are all connected, yes, which is very true, I, I ascribe to that school of thought, we are all connected. Absolutely. I feel that I don't have the right to make somebody else nervous mm-hmm. by sashaying around without a mask just because I know that I'm totally and 100% protected by the grace of the Most High. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that. You might not believe that. So you might be nervous around me. Yeah. I would think that until it's been asserted or uh, accessed that there's uh, so-called crowd immunity, mm-hmm. you know, which uh, we've, this is something that we haven't gone through before. Right. You know, we've had uh, pandemics before. Right. And they took certain protocol, and then at one time they said, well, this is now in a state of crowd immunity, which means that a limited amount of people will become infected. And if they are infected, they won't be uh, life-threatening, they won't have to be hospitalized, mm-hmm. and if they have to be hospitalized, uh, we, we, they stand a good That's chance a of not dying. Yes. 
Well, we're not at that point yet. Absolutely not. You know, here in the United States, I think it's 58 or 59 percent have been vaccinated. Uh, but we still have people uh, being admitted to hospitals. We still have people dying. Um, and those of us of, 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 the, of African descent, we still have uh, within our family, within our group of friends, within our extended family, people who we know who have died or who are in grave illness because of this, uh, the, the COVID-19 and the Delta variant. Yes. So and I actually mm-hmm. heard today that there's a new variant. Yes. Did you hear that? Yes, like, there's a new variant. Yeah. And, 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 and the postulation is that the longer it takes for us to get to crown immunity, that presents a, an opportunity for new variants to, to raise their head. Sure. To be, uh, to be created. So that's something that we need to consider. You know, we need to do our due diligence and read as much information as possible, as much scientific information as possible of what this virus is and how it uh, came to be, uh, whether it originated in China or, or whatever country it came from in terms of its origin. And we have to understand how it's transferred, uh, that it needs a host. Some schools of thought say that it is, it is not an, an alive uh, organ or, or entity, that it's dormant and it needs a body for it to, come, to become alive and to mutate. Uh, well, that's the language uh, of, of scientific discussion that I'm still uh, learning and getting myself familiar with. But um, I know that, indeed, it wasn't but so many years ago that hospitals did not require the surgeons and nurses to sanitize the, the surgical tools that they use. Uh, they weren't required to wash their hands as diligently as they do now or to wear gloves. And, of course, needed to say to wear a mask uh, as they're operating on the patient or even this a nurse visiting someone inside of a room uh, in which the patient uh, was, was uh, reciting. And uh, that's something that's fairly new when you talk about the history uh, of our, uh, our story of, of medical practice. So there's a lot to be said in terms of us communicating with one another, sharing this information, and uh, indeed wearing a mask and getting vaccinated. This and is, also, I'm sorry, hmm? and also, uh, I am an advocate of following the science. Yeah. The, I know that there's controversy regarding Dr. Fauci and Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Those who are creating this uh, political controversy and putting fear in people's minds and blaming and all of that, do they have the capability to do anything better? No. They're not scientists. No, they're not. We're not scientists. So I say follow the scientists because they are, as we speak, figuring out ways to take our safety to a higher level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if they're not, you know, nobody is perfect, nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. But I think they did a bang-up job in getting us to the point where we are now. 
So, you know, so those who we would refer to as the naysayers, that's fine. Let them be in their space. Let them think what yes. they want to think. But at the end of the day, I commend the scientists. They jumped on this thing and, and worked, researched, studied, did what they had to do to the best of their ability to the point that we're not sheltering in place anymore. We're able to visit our family and friends. We're able to, we're able to breathe a little easier, mm-hmm. notwithstanding the fact that we need to take precautions. We are all able to breathe a little bit easier. So I just find it, um, I, I find it sad that people are attacking the scientists, attacking the very ones who are working on our behalf day and night. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you make a very good point there. You and I both being vegetarians, uh, myself going on approaching some 40 years of being a, a vegetarian, and you being one um, since we've been married, which is going on 14 years, and uh, we've been in and out of that from vegan, having a vegan diet, which is a raw, uh, uh, whole food-based uh, diet, and knowing that, indeed, the science has uh, concluded that if we eat uh, vegetables and fruits and unprocessed foods and, and be selective if you are a meat eater, with the type of meat that you eat, uh, that being red meat or fish for that matter. You know, they all have different levels and grades in which uh, some of those meats and fish that you may uh, consume, try some, to go are, some are healthier than others. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely try to go grass-fed. Yes, range, range grass-fed. Free-roaming. Free-range. Free, free, uh, right. free, free-range. And then also those fish uh, that... That, that is grown or that uh, is found in fresh waters, mm-hmm. you know, not found in, uh, in oceans and, and, and various uh, watery uh, uh, sections of the world where there's oil or other contaminants, right. uh, mercury, mercury oil, and so it. forth. Because that, you might not die, um, you might not get sick immediately, but you can get death-threatening uh, illnesses over a long-term period because of consuming those uh, those edibles which are not really fresh and, and monitored for the contaminants. Uh, there's an expression now that's going around in the medical community uh, of whole person health care, uh, which can mm. be uh, also, it's called holistic care, integrated care, yeah. and alternative medicine. Uh, and that's something that I'm just so excited about because uh, it's just been in our um, recent years that uh, uh, holistic care, hol- the word holistic actually being used as a common word. Well, treating the entire person. Absolutely. Not just physical symptoms of an ailment, but mm-hmm. you have to treat the mind, the body, and the spirit. Yes. Care has to be holistic, especially in our community. It, it is black community. We are spiritual people. Yes, you naturally. You can't you can't throw some med- medication and say take this, you know, and and that's it. What about our spirit? What yes. about our feelings towards the uh, hospital or medical facility mm-hmm. where we're being treated? 
How are they treating us? Well, you, you hit, you're spot on with that, hon. How are they treating because, us? Uh, What's I, happening to I, us I just, spiritually when we go into these places? I just recently read, and you've shared some experiences with me. Oh, I've had some horror doctor, stories. Maybe every where, now and then I'll share them on the show. There's absolutely. too many to tell right now. Absolutely. <laughs> but when, when most patients, and this is something I recently read, that when most patients see a doctor in the office or through what they call now the, the telemedicine, you know, you can have so consultation now, with um, your doctor on, on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, the visit is for a very specific reason, that they don't feel well. That's primarily what they're telling the doctor. And they're experiencing some type of pain or an unex unexplained symptoms. Uh, they're suffering an injury of some kind. And then the doctor, in turn, takes an episodic or uh, disease-based approach to that visit or to that inter interaction. The doctor responds solely to why the patient set up the appointment, and then the doctor makes a, takes a diag uh, makes a diagnosis uh, of the problem and assigns a treatment plan or a prescription for that problem only. Now, the whole person healthcare visit is a lot more different. Mm -hmm. The patient may seek services for a specific reason, but how the doctor responds is anything but specific. The doctor diagnoses the immediate problem as well as all the things that may have led to the problem. What's going on in right. your life? How the, are things at absolutely. your job? Absolutely. How are things at home? The resulting treatment plan addresses all those things to both mitigate an immediate problem and to manage or prevent it from happening again mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. So what they're talking about is 3D evaluation, a 3M evaluation. What you're doing is a 360-degree evaluation of the person's health, quoted, uh, quote, unquote, Dr. Melissa Clark. And she's a 3M, so-called 3M uh, physician, clinical transformation consultant. He says, you're looking at all the possible factors, as you mentioned, hon, mm -hmm. outside the doctor's office that could have affected the patient's condition. The full picture evaluation will become even more important as the non-physical health effects of the coronavirus outbreak exceeds the physical effects over time. Non-physical health effects may include the lack of food security, access to social services and sleep, the impact of social distancing on emotional health and stress from losing a job, mm -hmm. health insurance, or a family member. Right. What are your stressors? How's your diet? Yes. Are you getting enough sleep? Mm -hmm. Do you smoke cigarettes? You know, those are things I, I can't recall. Um, I just I'm thinking for a moment. I can't recall any of my doctors asking me questions like that. No, no, that wasn't the protocol. They, they wanted to uh, get you in, uh, stick out your tongue, take your temperature, your pulse, you know, and, and have a few words, and then here's the prescription. I mean, up until my most recent visit, I don't mm -hmm. We didn't have that discussion. Yes. Yeah. Well, but Dr. Bernadette Clavenger, she's a family physician and, with, uh, and also a functional medicine practitioner mm -hmm. and, uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's affiliated with Fairview Health Services. And what she says is what she'll ask you when you come into her office, it's what's going on in your head. Mm -hmm. What's going on with your family? What's going on at work, which you mentioned earlier? What's going on in your community? Are you getting enough sleep? What's going on with your diet, mm -hmm. which I call a Definitely. living? And she knows that when you get that information, you're able to uh, extract those questions 
with evidence base, which is widely accepted, uh, a widely accepted screening tool. The tools can thus help the doctor trace the patient's physical health back to one or more antecedent causes. Clearly, the COVID-19 outbreak has exacerbated those causes. So I, I think of uh, the fact that you and I, yesterday, we first uh, we discovered uh, the fruit called pomegranate. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something I wanted to do every show, is actually talk about a fruit or vegetable that can uh, give information that can add to you being uh, proactive in terms of your health care. And I just wanted to just mention that there are certain fruits that we can have, that we have access to that offer uh, nutritional benefit immediately and also on a long-term basis. Well, it's kind of late in the show, but I don't recall if you made the disclaimer like we usually do. Uh, yes. That's we, important. It's important that, indeed, we have uh, the disclaimer made, which neither myself or my wife are medical doctors or uh, health specialists. So anything that you hear us mention and share with you, we ask that you uh, consult with your doctor and your health specialist and professional before you partake in any type of uh, uh, effort to use uh, the foods and methodologies that we share with you on the show. We're just giving out educational information. Absolutely. And, and things that we have, we have benefited from that have made our health more enhanced. But there are various foods out there that you can Google and find out if they have uh, uh, anti-cancer properties, what may be good for your heart, anti-inflammatory benefits. They may help also improve your blood glucose control, skin protection, also good for your oral health, and to uh, uh, manage the aging process that you may go through. So uh, this fruit I mentioned just a while ago, uh, uh, pomegranate, is a fruit that goes back thousands of years, I believe going back to China. And it's a fruit that uh, you can find in any uh, basic uh, uh, stock, raw stock produce store, or you can go to a, uh, a, 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 a large supermarket, as it were, and you might find that fruit there. Uh, there's various uh, types of, of uh, species of the fruit, but it's a, it's a whole food fruit, uh, something that really has so many uh, medicinal attributes, which can be very, very helpful. I know at one time we used to hear uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor a day, which is you know, true, the apple has certain properties uh, that benefit us. But uh, there are other fruits from other parts of the world which we're not familiar with. One of the things I think also we can touch upon is the fact that, indeed, a lot of the fruits that we have uh, available to us and that we are familiar with come in juice form. And we recommend that uh, you buy a blender and a juicer, but more so blenders because a lot of times when you juice uh, certain fruits, you uh, remove the fiber. And fiber is very important for us to have a healthy uh, uh, gut 
also to get rid of uh, roughage, uh, that have roughage rather, so that it can uh, cleanse the linings of our intestines and also provide a, a, a element of being able to remove plaque from the blood uh, from, the, from our veins. Uh, this is something that I, like I said, every show I'd like to uh, highlight a particular fruit or vegetable that uh, can benefit us in terms of uh, uh, incorporating the adage that thy food be thy medicine. So as we were mentioning earlier, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, again, I want to thank you for tuning in. And any of you who would like to share your thoughts, as always, uh, you can call in at 516-418-5829 and hit the number one button. And every show is archived. So those of you who uh, had access to the show via uh, the social media, such as Facebook, you just have to uh, click on the, the banner, and that will bring you to the, uh, the show on Blog Talk uh, Radio which is the host of our show. And you can uh, access the, the show that uh, was last broadcast or even scroll back into previous shows uh, if you would like to uh, avail yourself to that. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, you coming back to visit us uh, same time next Sunday evening at 6.30 and we will uh, actually continue uh, a part two of this narrative about uh, how to uh, uh, survive and, 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 and uh, go through the journey of this pandemic, uh, during the pandemic and also post-pandemic. And God willing, we will be there uh, very shortly in, in terms of crowd immunity uh, they now uh, have incorporated uh, a policy that children, I don't want to uh, misquote the age, but uh, they have now vaccines uh, which is ready, actually already been used and, and administered this, this past week. Um, so that's encouraging because, indeed, for some reason or other, there is this, uh, this uh, rush to have children to go back to school uh, of course, we can understand that we don't want children to be left behind, and unfortunately, there are certain children in, uh, in, in this country, primarily those of us of African descent, uh, who are being disserviced, uh, underserved anyway, uh, through uh, the schooling uh, apparatus. And for them to have to be left behind uh, can be even more devastating. So we're happy that indeed uh, those policies are in place and that we will have uh, uh, a surge, if you will, of us being protected by being vaccinated and by practicing uh, wearing the masks and washing our hands. And I must also add before I forget that um, when you go shopping and you buy uh, groceries and other materials, when you come home, uh, I advise that you sanitize them in whatever way you can, uh, either through a, 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 a solution, uh, a spray of some sort, but you decide what type of way you would like to sanitize that because we tend to get very relaxed when other people get relaxed. 
And we need to be diligent. We need to be uh, prudent in terms of us not really letting our guard down. So with that being said, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next week at 6.30. And those of you who would like to communicate with me, uh, my email address is babawesleygray1943 at gmail.com. That's B-A-B-A-W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-Y-1943 at gmail.com. And my website is drumsofchange.com. We also have a, a children's book. I can't forget that, that now that the holidays are approaching, so it's a children's book that was uh, an, an extraordinary, fabulous book uh, authored by my, my dear wife, Dr. Dora Gray, and it's titled A Stringy Situation. You can go to our website, uh, which is graypublishers.com. That's graypublishers.com, and it's being sold on Amazon, and, uh, of course, if you do purchase the book, please leave us a review uh, of uh, and how you enjoyed the book, and uh, we would be so grateful. So, again, peace and love. Namaste. Hotep. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>